With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Java Chats with Dr. Sandy. Your personal brew of life with a teaspoon of medicine. Real women, real life, real chats. Hello, all, and welcome back for another edition of Java Chats with Dr. Sandy. This morning was a decaf green tea day for me just because. And this is actually my first remote interview, so I'm excited and a little nervous. Anyway, let's see with a virtual show of hands how many of you have ever had a urinary tract infection. And by the way, I'm raising my hand, and I can tell you it was an awful experience, a real pain, a literal pain. A few years ago, I remember being on vacation when I suddenly started having cramps. Luckily, I was near an urgent care center that diagnosed me with a urinary tract infection that gave me both an antibiotic and an anti-bladder spasm med that helped. My vacation saved. Professionally, though, over the years, I have treated many women and men who have had urinary tract infections, i.e. UTIs for short, and further complications relating to UTIs. Either way, Having a UTI is no fun, no, no matter how you slice it. And according to the National Kidney Foundation, one in five women will have at least one UTI in their lifetime. And women are 10 times more likely to get UTIs than men. And nearly 20% of women will have recurrences throughout their lifetime. That's a lot of infections. Did you know that in the United States alone, UTIs result in an estimated 7 million office visits, 1 million emergency room visits, over 100,000 hospitalizations with an associated cost of a whopping $1.6 billion, with a B, dollars per year. A simple UTI, right? I think not. And a UTI is definitely not something any woman looks forward to. The good thing, though, is that UTIs are treatable and in many cases preventable. Today, I have a very special guest who will help us understand UTIs and discuss the various medical treatments and alternative modalities available to relieve UTI symptoms. I'm excited to present my colleague, Julie Jamgosian. Julie is a nurse practitioner with over 15 years of clinical practice experience. Julie has treated many medical and post-surgical patients, has extensive experience within the hospital and skilled nursing facility settings, as well as post-rehabilitation settings. Julie comes to us with a tremendous wealth of knowledge with regards to the medical management of women's issues. Prior to pursuing nursing, Julie also held a degree in exercise physiology. Welcome, Julie. I am so grateful that you're able to join us today to discuss this very important issue affecting so many women. Not exactly a sexy topic, but one that can benefit all of us and can benefit from, and we can all certainly benefit from learning more about. Sandra, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. I think this, what you're doing is wonderful. This is just uh, such a great accessible resource and I just am really thrilled to, uh, to be here. So thank you so much. 
Thank you. Thank you for thank you for joining me. And and thank you for being, by the way, my first guinea pig. <laughs> and hopefully this will work. So this is all great information. And our listeners are going to learn a lot about UTIs. So let's just jump right into this. There's so much to learn about UTIs. And for starters, we do know that the most common type of UTI is related to the bacteria E. coli. And this bacteria is typically found in the gastrointestinal tract, and that and women are actually more likely to develop UTIs than men. And one of the main reasons is because women have a shorter urethra. That's that duct that connects from the bladder to the outside uh, where the urine is expelled. And this makes it easier for bacteria to reach the female bladder, just a shorter distance for bacteria to reach the bladder. We also know that urinary tract infections not only involve the bladder, but if left untreated, can also affect the uterus. And that is those tubes that connect from the bladder directly upwards to the kidney. And if that happens, ultimately, the kidneys can be uh, infected and affected as well. So UTIs are a lot more complicated and a little bit more complex than people might think. What are some of the risk factors for UTIs, Julie? Hi. So really anyone dealing with any kind of chronic illness, anyone who has any kind of immunocompromised disorder, um, autoimmune diseases, um, those can all be increased risk factors for UTIs. Um, someone with diabetes um, could have increased risk for UTIs, and that's due to poor circulation, which could reduce – oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no I just, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, and then um, that could also reduce the ability of the white blood cells to um, help the body fight off infection because typically white blood cells are going to be elevated and they're the first line of defense against any kind of infection. Um, um, uncontrolled diabetes such as high blood sugar is another risk factor. And also um, sometimes even with, again, on diabetes, diabetic patients because have, have a difficulty um, emptying their bladder. And if uh, with any kind of difficulty emptying the bladder, that's just basically um, creates a breeding ground. Almost think of it like a, a pond versus a river. In a pond, you're going to have more bacteria versus a river where you're going to have a good uh, flow, you're not going to have that um, the bacteria sitting there. So that creates a breeding ground for bacteria um, to grow if, if someone's having difficulty um, urinating. Um, another risk factor would be um, kidney stones. Anyone that's prone to kidney stones could also uh, trap the urine, creating an atmosphere that would be also that a UTI could develop from. Um, Anyone that's had any kind of um, surgery is an increased risk for UTI. Any um, kind of paralysis also would uh, obviously be at risk. Any kind of immobility, really. So surgery, being sedentary, um, having any kind of um, l lack of mobility. So um, any like big change like that. Um, also, um, folks that women that deal with neurological uh, problems such as strokes, multiple sclerosis, um, basically anything affecting your mobility and also the neurological system potentially um, lead to more of a breeding ground for bacteria. Um, and, and that might be um, due to incontinence, um, urinary retention. So these are all risk factors. So and also, how about how about catheterizations, like the tube that's put in to collect the urine, especially in these patients who are immobilized? Yes, exactly. And um, no, I mean. 
forgive me, I meant to mention that as well. No catheterization, huge risk because you're you're introducing basically like a a foreign body it, um, that. The, the body, of course, it's it's not natural to the body, so that just creates, um, basically creates an atmosphere that the bacteria could adhere to, and and creates a huge risk for UTIs and even more complicated UTIs. Right, and, and yes, and it's and unfortunately, sometimes it's that catheter is that necessary evil, particularly in these patients who are immobilized, or even patients in the intensive care unit, and folks who are quite sick or even recovering from extensive wounds, and uh, and which I. I you know, it can promote uh, something called colonization, which is actually a fancy word to describe a place where bacteria kind of set up residence. So, yeah, like you mentioned, catheters may also provide a surface for the bacteria to attach itself. And, yes, it's a necessary evil and it can be treated as well. Right. And exactly. And that's why we hope to only keep catheters in for a short time. We don't like to keep them in for longer than someone needs them to be in, obviously. Um, um, another in addition to catheters, uh, pregnancy can also cause um, a risk of UTIs because in um, pregnancy, the hormone progesterone is produced. And this is the hormone that relaxes muscles in the bladder and ureters. And when they're relaxed, you also have a greater risk of developing the, an infection. So um, pregnant women uh, also have trouble completely emptying the bladder because of the uh, baby that, you know, that's uh, sitting on top of the bladder. So that could be a, a really, uh, you know, a detafa. So, so kids. <laughs> yeah, kids. Yes, kids. It starts early. I can certainly relate to that one. I had, I had three of them and, and, and I remember. <laughs> so overall, hormonal changes uh, can affect uh, the, um, the chances of UTIs. And, and, and actually, that's, that is good to know. But how about menopause then? Can menopause affect or increase the risk for UTI? Yes, no, absolutely. Menopause can cause an increased risk because um, of the drop in um, estrogen level, and that can cause of cause a thinning of uh, the uh, vaginal tissue, and women might have more trouble emptying their bladder um, as a result. So, in that vein, how about how about uh, birth control then? So, birth control very important. So, as far as um, women might want to rethink using contraception such as a diaphragm spermicide or a spermicide lubricated condom um, because it could make um, basically could make um, someone more likely to get a UTI because they can all contribute to bacterial growth. Um, so if someone, um, if, if you get a UTI um, often and you use one of these birth control methods, you might want to consider switching to a water-based lubricant for vaginal dryness um, or con consider trying another birth control method uh, to see if it helps. Um, also, women um, um, on contraceptives may be um, at risk because they may, may tend to have more sex enduring sex bacteria may be introduced into the urethra. So that's another risk factor. I also wanted to mention that there are some myths associated with the risk of getting UTIs. And some people may, may, may actually believe that poor hygiene leads to UTIs. And that's, and that's actually a partial misconception. What is true is that one's hygiene can affect your risk of UTIs, particularly if you wipe from back to front. If, if a woman wipes back to front, she can actually easily spread bacteria from the rectum into the vagina and into the urethra, which can cause an added risk. So therefore, it's, it's best practice to wipe from front to back. Julie, you may, you know, you may have experienced this as well in your travels and in your practice, but you'd be surprised how, how often I have to remind women of this. And this is especially crucial, uh, particularly 
when teaching toddlers and girls as they start to learn about toileting and hygiene. And, and it's not just the young, but older women as well. Uh, particularly when it comes uh, to women, say, who are more impaired, who are, who are more immobilized, and also um, in uh, the uh, post-rehabilitation settings, because it becomes harder to read, particularly when these patients um, suffer from arthritis of the hands and the shoulders. And in the rehabilitation setting, therapists actually teach patients how to manage their hygiene with toileting adaptive equipment and sponges. And that is really, really important because as, as, as women age, I've also seen a lot more urinary tract infections, particularly in women who actually become incontinent or, and, and or have urinary retention. So how about overcleaning? Because that's the other end of the spectrum. Yes, absolutely. No, overcleaning can actually cause problems too. And if I've seen this a lot, if a woman, uh, woman cleans um, the vaginal area with really harsh soaps or chemicals, it can be harmful and can kill off some of the useful bacteria like lactobacillus, which may lead to uh, yeast infections. Um and it's important to maintain good bacteria because, because that can prevent the overgrowth of other not so good bacteria that cause infections. So overcleaning is, is definitely not the answer. Um, and, um, also, um, going back to a point that was previously made, well, sex can be associated with UTIs. UTIs caused as a result of sex are not considered sexually transmitted diseases or STDs. And um, sex just provides an easy way for bacteria that typically live on our skin, um, a means basically to transport into the urethra, like we had mentioned. Um, and the female urethra is shorter than males, so it makes it just an easier target. Um, and UTIs are just, so we clarify, they're not contained contagious or transmittable, and you can't catch, if you will, your partner's UTI. Um, and I um, just want to make sure that last point is just, especially it's important for college age um, women and their uh, partners. Uh, as I mentioned on a prior Java Chat podcast, there, there, are, there are definitely misconceptions about women's health on college campuses. So I'm really glad that you actually um, made that point. Of course, you no. Know, it just an, another good, uh, I think, point to remember is just please, uh, for, for women and um, girls out there that are trying to wait to use the restroom, it is not good to hold your urine or to try to wait too long. And, and I know that can be, come up a lot, but, um, and then the, the adult, um, female bladder can hold up to about two cups of urine before you'll feel the need to, um, to go to the bathroom. Um, but holding the urine too long can actually cause the bladder wall to weaken. So um, ideally, women should urinate about every three to six hours, depending on your level of hydration. Oh, you, 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 you definitely got me on this one because I have been guilty of this one for sure. I, I just getting so busy that I just delay going to the bathroom. And, and, and I know this is not good. I mean, one, because it hurts. I mean, like you said, two cups of urine. I mean, that's actually a lot of urine. So one, yes, it hurts. And two, like you said, it's definitely a setup for a UTI. I mean, personally, I, I, I try to stay hydrated throughout the day. But even professional women need to be reminded of this. So, and that's present company included. So, uh, I, I definitely need to be better at this one myself. <laughs> so, how about symptoms? Let's let's talk about that because with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sometimes they may get, mis- you know, they, they may get mistaken for, for something entirely different. Right, absolutely. No, and very a lot of similarities. But um, and sometimes I'll see women that come in because they're experiencing irritation while urinating. Um, but this could also be related to a vaginal yeast infection instead. And that's not to say that women can't have both um, a UTI and a vaginal yeast infection at the same time. Well, that would be like a double whammy of having both, unfortunately, both situations. But um, the common symptoms of a UTI involve. Um, the bladder, which is known as a cystitis, and that includes frequent painful urination, burning feeling when urinating, ache and aching feeling, and like pelvic um, pressure or pain in the lower abdomen. It could be symptoms like cramping. Um, you could have cloudy or blood a tinged urine and um, a strong or, you know, abnormal odor to the urine. Um, sometimes women can kind of get like ch- chills um, and then also um, pain with intercourse or after intercourse could also be a, a possible sign. Um, and these symptoms could come in waves. They could be very uncomfortable. And um, for any listeners who have ever had a UTI, you know what I'm talking about. Um, in, if the infection worsens and if the uh, kidneys uh, become infected, that's known as uh, pyelonephritis or a kidney infection. And the symptoms could include upper back pain, side or flank pain, and um, f- high fever, shaking, chills, nausea, vomiting. Not a good uh, scenario there. So ignoring the signs of a UTI is definitely not the way to go. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, that's um, no. Please, if you have any of these types of symptoms, please call or get checked out by a healthcare provider right away. Um, don't try to diagnose it on your own or put yourself on antibiotics that may have you know you might have just in the house or oh I'll take one of these. That's not the way to go. Um, there's different antibiotics for different reasons for different types of infections. So, um, but your your what would happen is your your um, your doctor or your provider will perform a urinalysis and a sample of your urine um, for the bacteria and blood cells. And what they'll do is they get a what's called a culture and sensitivity test to determine which antibiotic is right for you. So it's very specific. Um, the more common antibiotics for a UTI are Bactrim, Cipro, Macrobid. Um, and um and others but it's very important to tailor the right antibiotic um because if you have any um especially if you have any past allergies to medications um, and the last thing a woman with a UTI needs is an allergic reaction to a medication and um it you know it, it may seem rather trivial but when a urine sample is collected it's important to collect it correctly and avoid any uh, bacterial contamination and um, it's it's also good you, when the doctor reviews the results with you, um, it's important to take the anti- antibiotics exactly as you're told. Um, the typical antibiotic course could be anywhere from uh, three to seven days up to 10 days, depending on your own personal situation, your history of UTIs. Um, your healthcare provider may also prescribe a medication such as peridium, which could help stop bladder spasms. Um, a big point to remember is just not completing the full course, the full length of the antibiotics could lead to antibiotic resistance in the future. And that's not good. Um, and that means that the bacteria may not respond to the treatment that should you get another UTI. 
And if it's not properly treated or undertreated, a UTI could even move further into your body and cause a deeper infection in the bladder or even affect the kidneys or lead to an infection in the blood. Um, an infection in the blood is known as either bacteri- bacteremia or sepsis. Um, so a simple UTI is really not so simple, unfortunately, after all um, – Complications of UTIs could be seen in women who have uh, reoccurrent infections or repeated infections. Also, most of the time in pregnant women, UTIs um, are not serious, but if left untreated, those can, those could lead to uh, further complications as well. So now, how about some of the things that women can actually do to prevent or minimize the occurrence of UTIs? Now, this part is interesting because there are many different options that are, qu- that are quite doable and beneficial. I'm all ears. <laughs> so, so let me start with the basics uh, first. It's really recommended that women drink plenty of fluids, such as six to eight glasses of water a day. Drinking water, what it really does is help. It helps dilute the urine and ensures that um, you'll urinate more frequently. Which I know, as we um, spoke earlier, there's a problem with um, either you know letting the urine sit too long in the bladder on a few different levels there. So it's important to urinate more frequently. Um, and this allows the bacteria to be flushed out of the urinary tract. Um, I'll also avoid uh, any kind of sweetened drinks or high sugary juices. Um, try to, again, avoid um, postponing going to the bathroom for extended amounts of time. Try to empty the bladder every three to six hours. Um, and try to empty the bladder completely before going to sleep. As we mentioned earlier, women should wipe from front to back after going to the bathroom to prevent bacteria from the bowels also getting into the urinary tract. Um, in addition, it's good um, to generally uh, gently cleanse the uh, genital area every day and prior to having sex. Um, and, um, urinating after sex is a good way to keep UTIs in check as well. Um, to try to wear as much as possible breathable cotton underwear this may help. Um, also, please stay clear. Douching or deodorant sprays, um, scented powders, any kind of potentially irritating feminine products that can irritate the urethra. Um, try to rethink a birth control diaphragm and spermicidal lubric- um, lubricated condoms because that could increase the chances of a UTI because it can contribute to uh, bacterial growth. Those, those are all great, great suggestions, uh, especially avoiding, yeah, the sweet and sugary drinks, particularly in patients, like you mentioned before, with a history of diabetes. Again, just um, reiterating, and this one is for me too, not postponing um, going to the bathroom. So how about actually now um, supplements and, and homeopathic um, alternatives? What what are because uh, some you know some women have actually been asking me about this as well. I mean, some women use like cranberry tabs or vitamin C. So, what is what what is your take on uh, recommendations uh, for um, supplements in terms of preventive measures to avoid UTIs? No, thank you, Senator. Great, great question. And um, I was just because complementary and alternative therapies may be helpful, but not necessarily for everyone. It's always good to start by consulting your your primary care provider, as natural medicines and supplements may interact with prescription medication. So I always tell patients just always check in first with your primary care um, primary care doc and providers just to to make sure there's no possible interactions. If that makes sense. Um, some studies have shown that drinking a glass of unsweetened cranberry juice each day may may help prevent recurrent UTIs. Uh, cranberries do contain compounds that may stop certain bacteria from attaching to the um, urinary tract wall. Um, 
dried cranberries may be beneficial uh, as well. Um, similarly, raspberries are considered antioxidants and contain substances that inhibit the binding of bacteria to the bladder wall. Um, and if you're into smoothies, blueberry smoothies with yogurt that contain live and active cultures may have an added benefit. Um, eating antioxidant-rich foods such as blueberries, cherries, tomatoes, vegetables such as squash and bell pepper may help. And eating more high-fiber foods is also beneficial, such as beans, fruits, vegetables, and it promotes healthy bowel movements as well. Um, that actually ties in. It's all important as the bowel can create um, pressure in the bladder and cause the bladder to not empty fully. Um, avoid refined foods such as bread and pastas. Um, consider more lean meats, um, cold water fish like salmon and halibut, as these can help reduce inflammation. Um Consider definitely taking a daily multivitamin that has antioxidants and um, also vitamins A, C, and B complex vitamins with trace minerals are very helpful, such as magnesium, calcium, zinc, and uh, selenium. Vitamin C supplementation of fruits that contain vitamin C, such as oranges, lemons, strawberries, and green leafy vegetables um, can make urine more acidic and help maintain uh, the good bacteria. I think um, you mentioned that you had a cup of a decaf green tea this morning. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes. Okay. No, my, um, my advice is if any um, of, of you women have reoccurrent UTIs, avoid coffee and other stimulants, avoid alcohol and tobacco. Um, yes, green tea contains um, polyphenols that act as antioxidants and can boost the immune response. Um, green tea also contains um um, EGC. It can have a potent antimicrobial effects. Um, and let me also mention, I don't want to leave them out, probiotics particularly, uh, those containing lactobacillus acidophilus can be used for the maintenance of gastrointestinal or GI health, but they can also help with the maintenance of healthy bladder bacteria. I've had a lot of patients with really good success by taking a daily probiotic, so I like to mention that um, and, um, and of course, always exercise at least 30 minutes daily, five days a week. It's good for overall health, stamina, and then, um, using complementary and alternative therapies such as herbs may be helpful for UTIs, but they're, you know, not right for every person. So it's always important to start by talking to your primary provider. So I mean, Julie, that, that was a fantastic summary. I mean, that is very, very complete in terms of everything from the vitamins that you mentioned and and the supplements. Um, I know, and uh, also I know many of my patients are, are on vitamin C and cranberries, but it's also good to know why those um, supplements and foods actually can help. So thank you for explaining that. And thank you for this information. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, I, I, I really, really truly believe that with today's chat, you really help clarify, I mean, some of the myths, misconceptions, and, and facts that are out there in terms of urinary tract infections. Because like I mentioned before, I mean, it's, it's so it's it's very common and it's very uncomfortable and and it and urinary tract infections just don't happen in older women it happens in younger women as well so for women of all ages to be aware of the signs the symptoms um the treatment and uh, preventive um options available are important so thank you for all this very useful information and and what a terrific 
guest you are. You rock. You were you were too kind, Sandra. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving, um, allowing this talk today. I really enjoy talking about this. I there's something I think um wrong with us in healthcare, right? I enjoy talking about UTIs, but I really do. Um, I I like the educational component and to try to demystify some of these things. So I hope I hope it was helpful for some folks was, out there. Was, you know what? It was actually helpful for me because uh, you know, like I said before, I mean, I have to have the stop myself in the middle of the day. Yes. And I have to get myself to the bathroom and empty my bladder. That is important for me, you know? And so, but um, Julie, before you go, I'm, I'm actually going to share a few Java bean thoughts regarding UTIs. So uh, jump in if you want to, but in terms of number one, and like you mentioned, UTIs are not a hygiene problem. Two, sex is not the only cause. So please pay attention to your body and to your symptoms. Three, do not just take antibiotics or those antibiotics that you have laying around the house for UTI. Make sure you get a proper diagnosis and figure out why you're having a UTI. And particularly if you're having recurrent UTIs, there might be an underlying reason for that. So please discuss that with your primary care uh, physician and or healthcare provider. Uh, four, women are not the only ones that get UTIs and UTIs are not contagious. I've, I've treated many men with UTIs as well. Five, urinating is not supposed to hurt. And don't assume that the pain will go away on its own because it may not. And waiting might actually make a potential urinary tract infection worse. Six, supplements like cranberries, blueberries, vitamin C, and others may help. But really consult with your healthcare provider to make sure that no other meds that you're on may interact with these supplements. Because sometimes um, medications can interact with herbs and supplements. So it's, good. It's, a, it's actually good practice to actually look through all your over-the-counter medications with your, um, your primary healthcare provider. And seven, and, and oh, my unsweetened green tea. Maybe I'll have another cup. Julie, do you want a cup? Absolutely. I, yeah, yeah, I, see her, I actually see her. I see her nodding yes on my on my remote uh, phone here. So no, thank you. And guys, did you actually know that green tea is traditionally made from the leaves of Camellia senesis, a plant that originates from China? It actually has been around for four thousand years, and it is believed that regular green tea drinkers may have a lower risk of developing heart disease and certain types of cancers. It may also be helpful when trying to lose weight. So actually, added benefits of green tea. Well, thank you all for joining my guest, Julie Jamgoshian, and myself today. And as always, I welcome your feedback, comments, questions, and ideas. I look forward to your emails at javachatswithdrsandy at gmail.com and check out my website, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter with the same name and give a like on the podcast. Thank you and until next time. Thank you for choosing Java Chats as your personal brew. Real women, real life, real chat. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.